The Fake Show podcast is brought to you by the law firm of Hutchison & Steffen, the Craft House Brewery, now with two locations, the Tone Factory Recording Studio, Moonshot.com t-shirt designs, Mr. Antenna, now your host, Jim Tofty. Men at Work was one of the hottest bands in the early 80s with hits like Down Under, Who Can It Be Now, and It's a Mistake. In fact, they were on MTV on a daily basis. Their very recognizable lead singer Colin Hay is still out there doing it as a solo performer and has wonderful new projects and a tour to talk about. I've got Colin on the line right now. Colin, welcome. Nice talking to you. Hello there, Jim. How are you doing, man? Oh, very good. Where are you calling from, by the way? I'm in Boston, the great city of Boston right now. Very nice. You know, I have interviewed a bunch of musicians the past couple years who say that they were sort of happy to spend time at home during the pandemic because they were able to uh, record some new material, and you've done the same, yes? Correct. Yes. It, it's Almost, almost guiltily, you know, uh, being able to stay at home. You know, staying, staying at home is one thing, but being able to stay at home is quite another, you know. Um, and being able to stay at home and uh, being in that fortunate position of of um, being able to just go, okay, I'm going to go down to the studio and, and uh, write write some songs and record some songs. So, you know, it's it was a it's a very a rarefied uh, situation to be in, you know. So, yeah, I was grateful for that and took advantage of it, absolutely. I know you've got a, an album of new material coming out later, but you've done this really fine album of cover material, I Just Don't Know What to Do With Myself, which is great considering the times. And it's also a great Bacharach Hal David song. You must have loved Dusty Springfield version. I loved Hal David and Burt Bacharach. I loved their songs. I loved all the songs they wrote, and uh, uh, you know, having hits with Dion Warwick and uh, you know, a number of other people who recorded their songs. Two of the greatest songwriters in this country has produced them. When I was living in Scotland, uh, my mother and father had a music shop, and Dusty uh, nice. Springfield always she always seemed to have a hit on the radio. You know, I can't think of a of a better of a better singer. Uh, you know, before or during or since, just one of the greatest singers ever. Yeah. So yeah, I was happy to do that song and um, try and do it justice you know that's that's the whole idea i think if, if you if you're going to do if you're going to do a, a cover of a song which was you know perfect to start with you know you have to kind of let it let it be something else right and and kind of um bring some bring something else to it you know and you sure did i mean i encourage people to go to uh, youtube because some of those videos on the album are up there including this one it's just such a great version of it you do such a fine job how is it that your voice is better now than ever i still i take lessons actually uh i'm i'm, I'm taking the singing lessons and or you know vocal um, i have a vocal coach is one thing yeah um, and I've been doing I've been doing that for the last uh, for the last year or so, um, but uh, I'm lucky. Um, genes. My father had a great voice, so I have his voice, and I'm grateful for him to him for that. My mother could sing as well, and um, you know I try and get I try and get uh, uh, enough sleep. Um, and I'm not uh, making a, I'm not drinking or right. doing any of that stuff anymore. So. So that's also helpful, you know, just trying to stay as healthy as you can. It's a, 
I think your voice is like it's a muscle like anything else, and it's a function of your overall health, you know. So, you know, and you get, I'm, I just turned 68, so you just try and try and stay as healthy as you can to, to stay alive as long as you can, really. Uh, yeah, beyond that, I'm just, I think that's just luck. I think I'm just one of those people who, who, um, who genetically it's it's quite strong, you know, my vocal cords, so I'm grateful for that. You, you know what uh, Colin Blundstone of the Zombies said almost mirrors your thoughts. You, you take care of it, and he's someone who takes lessons as well at all these years later. Yeah. One of, the, uh, one of the other great songs on this album is Norwegian Wood. Your parents had the music shop, so do you remember the time when Norwegian Wood came out on the radio? Yeah, I remember that. T- I remember that whole time vividly because it was Rubber Soul, which I think was, yeah. you know, probably it's probably still my favorite Beatles record because it was almost when they were on on the cusp of of great discovery. You know, I think that sometimes your best work is done when you're, uh, you know, taking off. You know, before you've actually reached full heights, or you know, you know, the most exciting thing about a plane flight is a takeoff, you know, and I think that Rubber Soul was that for the Beatles. It just can it was it 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 not only was great, but it, it promised of things to come, you know, but Norwegian Wood was one of those songs and, you know, there was so many other songs on that record that the same which you could say the same thing the same thing about, you know, they were just they were hitting the stride, you know. So yeah, I remember that very well when I was in the when I was in a shop in in Scotland. Colin, with such a huge hit like Down Under, which was now 40 years ago, did you guys immediately, because this thing was on the charts for weeks and weeks, did you immediately go on a big tour, or how did that work? Well, we, we seemed to be, we started in the middle of 79, and we were we were always touring, but we were touring in different towns. Um, you know, obviously, the scale was completely different, but we played, we probably played five or six nights a week. You know, for two for say two years before we made a record, and when we, then we made uh, business as usual. And as soon as that happened, we um, we were touring not only Australia but we we came over to the U.S. because we were up for a Grammy and things happened rather quickly. We we got a great we got a a good break. We got the opening spot for Fleetwood Mac in in. Uh, in 1982, nice, which was um, which put us in front of you know thousands and thousands of people, and I think that who can it be now was climbing up the charts uh, during that time, and I think that by the time we finished that tour, it was number one, and and then we got to do Saturday Night Live, and so there's all all kinds of things conspired to uh, to create our success. Of course, you know there's a lot of publicity of late with MTV, um, right. It's 40 years, to, and so we got played a lot on MTV, and so you know we we toured for a couple of years straight. I mean, it was it was the original band was was pretty short lived. You know, we were we were only together from the middle of '79, and by the, by really by the end of '83, it was done. You know, we were we 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 had some you know inner problems as you you, you think they're sure. problems really, but they're not really. They're just you should have a traveling psychologist to you know, figure it out pretty quickly. You know. <laughs> But as you as you as you probably well know, uh, 
you know, men who are in their 20s have very limited communication skills. And indeed, <laughs> uh, even when even, even when they get older, they have, uh, they're really not that much better. You right. know? But I think that's really the main the main problem that we seem to have is, is, is men not being able to communicate properly or even be able to, to listen to someone else's point of view. And uh, I'm sure you, you've seen evidence of that of late, you know. Yeah. Are you touring at the moment? Is that why you're in Boston? And what does that look like in going forward? Yes, it looks like, uh, it, well, it looks kind of, it's it's tricky, you know, yeah. being on the road at the moment with the, with the, with the, with the Delta variant, the unpredictability of the Delta variant and, and, the, and the virus. Um, but we started two nights ago in Massachusetts, um, and it's going really well. We played a couple of couple of gigs. We played in uh, Cape Cod and Cohasset, and we we just we carry on. We're working away, working our way across the country for the next month, and um, we finish I think September second. And so it's like a, it's a month tour. So. It's, it's a day at a time at the moment. We obviously, there's 10 of us traveling. We've got to look after each other. So we're in a bus. So if uh, whatever happens to one person, that probably happens to everybody. So we're being as careful as we can. And, and we hope that audiences are as well, you know. But um, you can only do what you can do, you know. I know this, Colin. Audiences are craving to hear live uh, performances. I know I well, am. That's, and- yeah, that's been my experience. The last couple of nights has been evidence of that. People just... They love that they, you know, we we've had a, an incredible couple of shows, and, and I expect that's going to be the same going forward. Well, it's Colin Hayes. Uh, I just don't know what to do with myself. Is that album available right now? Right now. Right now, yes. fantastic. Yes. Been a pleasure talking to you, Colin. I, I really enjoyed it, and good luck. Stay safe on the tour. Yes, thank you very much. Same to you. Take care. Bye. I really like that guy, and it's a great new album, and hopefully he and his band can navigate their way through the unpredictable touring days ahead. That does it for this episode of The Fake Show Podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Jim Tofty. I'll see you next time. Listen to The Fake Show anywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com. Sometimes I'll